there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go, go, go. The weekend, Celtic hit six against Hebs. They were on fire. Could you say a forest fire on Saturday? Rangers get over the line at Motherwell 2-1 at the end and Hearts drop out of the top six. Those, the headlines from the last weekend without VAR. And in the Championship, Partick Thistle joint top, but they sit at the top on goal difference. Mark Guidi is with us, Barry Ferguson too. Barry, Rangers had to get the weekend, had to get the win because Celtic were, they were on fire on Saturday, 6-1. Yeah, Rangers had to get the three points, Paul, no doubt about it, after obviously the, the result um, against Liverpool midweek. Look, it wasn't a great performance with a lot of quality, probably only a bit of quality within the game was Tillman's goal. But the main thing for Rangers was making sure they came away for the third part with the, with the three points. Listen, the last 12, 13 minutes, once Motherwell um, got a goal back, um, you're then wondering, listen, what's their... What's the mentality going to be like? Are they going to survive this? But listen, they did this, they seen it out. And as I said, the, the main thing for Rangers was getting the three points and staying two points behind Celtic. Man of the weekend, undoubtedly a guy that you've spoken about for the two and a quarter years we've been on air. Um, obviously, many times with the Celtic fans, he doesn't get the deserve the, the praise he deserves. His first start Saturday, James Forrest, Patrick. Yeah, listen, he's. He's a quality player, no doubt about it. Look, he's not getting as much game time as he would like, but listen, he, he showed his quality at the weekend against Hibs, getting his, his a start where he's not started many games under Postecoglou, but listen, he got the hat-trick and he showed that he's still got a, a part to play in this Celtic team going forward. VAR, we've got our own VAR today on the programme in this first hour. Leon King, what was the decision there? Don't want to ask you just now. What about Burnaby? I saw that one as well. Why was that not allowed? We'll talk about that with Mark and with Barry. 0808 17 17 700. You all know the number to ring and loads of people coming on as well. Jimmy's been on at Go Football Show saying, I said to my girlfriend as I left the house, James Forrest is going to score a hat-trick. So ask him about the lottery numbers for next weekend, Mark <laughs> Guidi. That's a good shout. And, yeah. uh, you know, we all know that James Forrest is a quality player. Um, Paul, he's just not had the opportunities because of Abada and Maida, etc, etc. But, um, He's never let Celtic down. One of the most decorated players in terms of honours. Um, and uh, he's got a big part to play between now and the end of the season. Did you see the ages in the paper today? I think it was a bad of seven when he scored his first hat-trick <laughs> for you know when James Forrest had his first. Well, the scores of the weekend, Celtic 6-1 against Hibs, a double for Gikamakis, who starts for Celtic uh, midweek. They play Wednesday night. So do the Rangers, of course, in the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup. Livy, that win against St. Johnson. Ross County and Dundee United 1-1. And it was goalless St. Mirren against Kilmarnock. And a good win for Partick Thistle on top in the championship 08 08 17 17 700 let's hear what the managers had to say about the weekend we're also going to hear from Ange Postacoglu the speech just after Celtic won the title has been released today and this is what he in fact let's hear it now this is what he had to say to the Celtic players 
for us to be champions this year, where we started from, is just uh, it's just an incredible achievement, incredible feat, and it's a credit to everyone who had a tough year last year. The guys, Cal and Tommy, the boys who were here last year, will tell you our supporters weren't at the stadium. They had the one thing that, for a lot of them, they have one thing in their life that's just a little bit lower than their family, and that's this football club. It was taken away from them. What you've made them feel today is something that they don't care. Like I keep saying how much money they have. What else is in their life? You've made them feel like the richest people in the world. I've done a lot of my career, boys, but uh, this effort you guys have put in this this last sort of 10 months has been unbelievable. I couldn't be proud of it. We'll enjoy it next couple of days. As I said, I'm not giving you tomorrow off. We'll enjoy the next few days, including Saturday. I want to make sure you guys really appreciate what you've achieved. Appreciate what you've achieved, Mark. He's got a special relationship with the fans. They love to hear that today. Yeah. That's just come out, released, I think, by the club. Um, the fans love him. Yeah, yeah, they do. And, uh, you know, as he said there in his speech uh, to the players, like, remember where we were 10 months ago, where, the, where this club was. And most of the players uh, wouldn't have appreciated it, wouldn't have understood. Um, as he says, you know, Callum McGregor, um, James Forrest, um, Greg Taylor, you know, guys like that were were a part of what was going on at the club the previous season when, you know, to put it bluntly, they, they blew the 10 in a row quite spectacularly. Um, but it was a collective collapse at the football club. Uh, Paul, it wasn't just the players or Neil Lennon. It was a board, it was a recruitment, it was everybody. Uh, you know, it was joint responsibility. But they bounced back and uh, Ange Postacoglu was absolutely uh, first class last season and, and they thoroughly deserved to win the league. And Barry, you know what it means to win the title more than any of us in here and the relationship with the manager and the fans. Uh, there's probably nothing like it, I would imagine, winning a title. Yeah, it's the best feeling. That's why you want to become a, a football player. Um, it's to win medals and win trophies. Um, and, and listen, uh, you can't argue with the job that Postacoglu has done. Nobody knew anything about him before he came in here. So he's brought a, a certain way um, he playing in Scotland and uh, every Celtic fan I, I speak to really enjoy watching his Celtic teams play at times maybe they're a bit too wide open but he's got a philosophy that he wants to go and attack teams and um, more often than not it's certainly worked for him and he made it clear Mark on Friday that he feels that Celtic belong belong in the Champions League they should have taken more from it but he said no I'm not having this narrative that you know putting us in with Rangers or whatever he didn't yeah. mention Rangers mm -hmm. and I think because we all do at times go oh, you know Rangers Celtic put them together it's been a different campaign for Celtic it's a different group that they are in but Celtic uh, they've got a point they should have got more did you hear his comments on Friday what did yeah. you make of them? Yeah, I thought he was quite right to defend himself, to defend his, his team and, and defend uh, his club. Um, depending on what you look at it, but bottom line is they've only got one point out of 12 and they've scored two goals and conceded what it is. Bigger picture, they've performed well. Um, they've missed sitters, bottom line, they've created you know some really good chances and they've missed sitters. And I know the hardest part of the game, as you say, is putting the ball in the back of it. So yeah, I, I don't think they've looked out of place, but the points tally is very disappointing. They should have more. They might end up finishing bottom of the group. Um, but they've got a lot to play for. They need to beat Shakhtar. Um, they need to make Celtic part of Fortress again. And when you look at the Champions League, Paul, I think Celtic have only been in it, what is it, maybe three times in a decade? Something like that, three times in nine years. Uh, they've had a couple of spankings uh, down those years. Parkhead used to be a fortress, even at Europa League level. It's not anymore. And that's what you need to do first and foremost, is get points on the board at home. Because we know how difficult it is um, away from home. The other thing will be if Ange Postecoglou is going to beat Celtic next season, he'll know that the, that there's a 
a level to go up in terms of player recruitment which I'm sure they're doing just now and that's where the board came in the board need to make as much money as possible without being reckless but make as much money as possible to the manager in January he made the last January window so important for the club it won them the league and they'll be looking to do the same again this January and recruit properly not stop gaps recruit properly for going forward what do you mean if he's here next year? I think there'll be interest in him um, Paul you know I think it's already well documented and like I say as long as the club give him what he wants and I don't think he's under I don't think he'll make him and by that he won't make outrageous demands he'll make perfectly reasonable and acceptable demands and as long as the club support him which I'm sure they will he'll be there but I also think as well Paul at some point if you get the chance to go down south or go to La Liga or go to the Bundesliga it's natural that you want to go and try it and I think that'll be in his thoughts I'm not saying anytime soon but there will be interest in him and it's up to Celtic to keep him Barry for your ex-teammate Gio, yesterday they got out of town, the town being Motherwell with a win, which Rangers deserved, you would say, but it wasn't spectacular. They're just not on fire. Yeah, I thought the standard of the game was was pretty poor, Paul, if I'm being honest with you, but the longer the game went on, um, obviously getting at half-time, nothing each, you're, you're thinking to yourself, look, they, they need to go and show something a bit more. You could hear it in the stands, the fans were frustrated. I'm sure the players and the manager would have been frustrated in that dressing room. And again, they came out, they were slightly better in the second half, but the main thing was just getting the three points. Look, they can play a lot better. No doubt about it. As I said, the only bit of quality in the game was probably Tillman's goal. Apart from that, it, was, um, it, it wasn't a great performance, as I said. And after what happened on Wednesday night and the circumstances of what happened on Wednesday night, the main thing was just getting out of there with three points, and that's what they've done now. He'd be relieved to get home, wouldn't he? That night, maybe have a glass of wine or whatever, and say, right, OK, we got the points because it was such a... Yeah, now you can start building on that. They've yeah. got three points and then they've got Dundee where I would expect them to make a few changes against Dundee but still a quarter-final. You want to make sure you get into the semi-final so they need to put a statement um, down on yeah. Wednesday night when Dundee come to Ibrooks. Yep, Premier Sports Cup is what's well, on tomorrow night, isn't it? We've got Kilmarnock against Dundee United. Then Wednesday, Motherwell Celtic, Aberdeen Partick Thistle and Rangers Dundee. The Celtic game kicks off at Motherwell at 6.45, so it's non-stop. The other game yesterday, Aberdeen winning 2-0 against Hearts. They bounce back. Tarek was on the line the other day. Uh, Tarek, a Rangers fan, is on. Good evening. Good evening, panel. How are you doing, OK? Yeah, we're good. Barry's good. Mark, too. Oh, what well. are you thinking? What's your follow-up? You've got uh, another thought about Rangers. Oh, Listen, my, my brain was going mental the other day because yeah. I forgot to mention a few things, but like I said, I've got this yeah. condition, you know. Uh, you know you and, did really uh, well. We got a lot of feedback uh, about your call. So what was what was well, the main thing you wanted to say, Tarek? Tonight, basically, I was going to ask Barry and... Uh, I'm sorry, Mark, I was Mark, on the panel. Uh, Mark, Mark Weedy, sorry. I asked, right, Mark Weedy. I was Tarek. going to ask him what they think about, you know, this uh, Turkish boy, Yilmaz. Mm-hmm. How are you know getting a game? I can't get my head around that one because, you know, the only thing I can think of is because he, I know that he can't speak very good English. Well, any English, right? And maybe he's holding them back because of that. But when he came on uh, a couple mm-hmm. of months back, I think he, got a, he came on and just see the, the one thing he done with the back heel of his foot. I would have paid to go and just watch that. I mean, he's definitely got skill. And uh, all the other Turkish club, clubs are looking to pounce and grab him. Mm-hmm. So they better just, you know, I mean, Giovanni needs to, you know, give him a chance and get him out. And I thought he would have come on against Motherwell. I really did, you know. I was Barry, disappointed. okay, five-year contract. Yeah, and a hefty fee, Paul, as well. I think it was five and a half million, million pounds. And, um, yeah, I'm surprised we've not seen... Um, 
much more of him. I, I don't know whether it's, he's taking time to settle. He's coming from a different country. He's still young. But when you, you splash that kind of cash, you are expecting, um, if you're not going to play, at least force your way into the team. And it looks to me that he's, um, he's number one left back is, is Bernard Barisic, who at this moment in time isn't playing at the levels that he has before with Rangers. Um, so I, I, I'm... I'm the same as well. It's you've got to look at it. Why is he not playing? Is he taking time to adapt, which happens? But again, when you sell that sort of money out, it is a lot of money to, um, to pay for a transfer fee. I seen Ross Wilson say, uh, I think four or five weeks ago, he's not signing a five year, uh, a five week contract. It's a five year contract. But the Rangers fans are wanting to see um, what he's going to bring to the table in terms of his performance levels. Mark, do you think that Rangers thought Barisic might be away in the summer and Yomaz would go in? But how surprised are you is that, 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 that he's not really appeared? I, I mean, I, that's what I thought, Paul. You know, when you spend the guts of £5 million um, on a left-back, particularly when the, the manager played at left-back and was a, you know, played the World yeah. Cup final at left-back, you think, well, if there's one guy who knows a left-back, it'll be the manager. Uh, so I thought when Yomaz coming in, at that level of fee... Um, that Barisic would have been sold before the end of the window now maybe that was part of the plan I don't know and I thought there's probably a kid coming through at Auckland Howie that, that, that slots in uh, as an understudy or you could move Ben Dare you know whatever be, be, be flexible but it's unusual for a £5 million player uh, to be a substitute you know I, I don't think that's been part of the plan so I don't know what's happened um, but he has signed long term we do see players Barry will know the nods over the years you see it at Bernabeu at Celtic Three and a half million. He's only come into the game and looks apart, by the way. But um, he he's the same. So maybe taking a wee while to settle. Maybe it's it's going to sell Barry six further down the line. Who knows? But but it is a bit of a strange one. Tarek, how are you feeling about uh, Wednesday night against Dundee? You're looking for a goal fest. Oh well, I, I mean, I got a wee bit carried away the other day when I said three or four one. But I mean, they still done no bad. But I mean, the Celtic heads uh, game. I mean. I knew that beforehand Celtic would probably win, but I'm a Rangers man. I had to say I had to give a bit of a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was uh, just want to say, uh, you know, you were talking, you were talking earlier on about what you call him, James Forrest, and that he scored a hat trick when he was seven. Yep. Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Abada was seven when he scored. I probably didn't put that very well. No, just showing you the ages of the current team. And must, so, have, must he, have been some player of the seven playing in Celtic's first team scoring the hat trick. Sorry, Tarek, that was but, me. Right, well, I'm sorry, I get mixed up with that. But what I was going to say to you is, well, I've actually got a grandson. He's five. He scored five goals a couple of weeks ago, and he's actually going to play for Celtic. So I'm going to Excellent. mention his name Go on. to yourself so you remember it. His name is Bowden Callahan. Now, the reason I know he's going to be a football player uh-huh. is because it's in James, his father plays United. Oh, I just lost his you. Who, Callahan. who did his dad play for? Uh, Dundee United. And what's his name? Uh, Barry Callahan. Barry Callahan. along with Derek McInnes and that. Oh, fantastic. Well, Tarek, yeah, thank so. you. we'll look out for him. Barry will be yeah, checking to yeah, see why he's not signed for Rangers. For, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Why is he not signed with Rangers, Tarek? <laughs> no, because yeah. that's the problem I've got. I'm, uh, you know, like uh, <laughs> and my, my daughters are married to the Celtic diehards, you know. That's the problem he's got. Exactly. <laughs> he's joined the champions, is what he would be saying at the other end of the city. <laughs> Love it in Glasgow, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant. Tarek, great call. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, you came back on you wanted to to get that off your chest is it, but a lot of people are saying that Craig Moore is that fair to say he did say on this programme he wasn't sure about Yilmaz 
Um, and I, that I've, not seen a, I've not mm. seen enough of him. I, I watched the Queen of the South game where he played, and, yep. and, and listen, I'm not being disrespectful, but it's hard to judge players um, in that game. And I, I am surprised with a, a lot of Rangers fans, um, whether it's out in the street or in a mm. shop, that that's a name that keeps coming up. Yeah. What, what's going on? How's he not playing? I mean, I, I'm I'm in the dark as as many other um, Rangers supporters. Um, but when you do shell that sort of fee out, you do expect him to at least be pushing, but. He's uh, when he's not been an eighteen. Sometimes he's not been been um, even an eighteen. Um, just lately, he's he's been involved. So yeah, but it's a lot of money to shell out. He is young. It may take all players take to different times to adapt. Maybe that's one of the reasons. Um, he's away. He's a young man away from his family. But you want to see guys um, play games of football. Certainly, when you shell out five million pound. Borden Callahan. There's a name to look out for in the future. Go Radio Football Show and we'll be doing our VAR about the weekend. A couple of controversial incidents. That's coming soon. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Mark Guidi here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. So it's our own VAR. VAR will be a reality. In fact, the days of, you know, league football, SPFL without it are gone. It starts on Friday night. Mark, you'll be at the game yeah. hence against St. Johnson. So VAR, hey, the talking will go on. We're looking over the stuff at the weekend. I think more controversy in England than there was in Scotland. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll come to that in a second <laughs> or two. But let's look at two incidents here in Scotland. Uh, we'll kick off with Leon King. I see Stevie Hamill, the Motherwell manager, was saying he wanted a bit more than the yellow card on Leon King. Did the ref get it wrong, Barry, that late decision? Should it have been a red? No, a yellow is sufficient for me. Um, I watched it a number of times Leon King's eyes are firmly focused on trying to win the ball listen it's a hard challenge but if you watch McKinstry he's going away from from goal also so for me I think a, a yellow card um, is spot on by the referee Mark can you see why Stevie Hamill would be saying should be red card? Uh, from, a, from, a, from a Motherwell point of view Paul you can see why he, he's looking for it but I think the referee David Dickinson it's called it right. Had he been coming in from the other angle and going towards goal, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it could be a red. It, it's it's reckless. It's more like, like high in his thigh and his knee that, that he's caught him, but it's not with the studs. It's not getting a uh, force, uh, you know, um, undue force. So, yeah, I think the referee has, has got that one right. Some Celtic fans have been on about Celtic winning 6-1. You think, well, why are they complaining about something? But it was late in the game. It was into injury time. And referee Stephen McLean, Burnaby was through in and goal into the box, mm -hmm. and was it Mitchell went down, um, and he gave the free kick against Burnaby. Mark, you've seen it. What do you think? Uh, poor decision by Stephen McLean. He's only six yards uh, behind the the, the, the Hibs players going down, but doesn't appear to be anything at all. Burnaby's uh, is attacking, um, so yeah, I think Stephen McLean's um, made a boo boo there. A boo-boo boo. Barry Was it a boo-boo or a No it was definitely a boo-boo <laughs> It was a boo-boo Definitely um, I, I mean I've watched it Again James the producer has put it on Our, our chat and Four or five times I, I don't see um, Why it's a A foul um, Against uh, Burnaby So Yeah but the referee's definitely Definitely sorry to get that one wrong Some people cruelly saying Nobody wanted a 7-1 decision From the <laughs> other side of the city Would that be nonsense Barry? Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> The referee's not thinking about that Mark is he? Uh, but the Celtic fans couldn't understand But we looked around There wasn't that much At the weekend I don't think Hearts There was a bit of a um, An incident wasn't there Grant in front of the dugout Did you see that? Um, but I think it was a, a yellow card 
No, we're just looking around the different screens here in the studio, but there wasn't much. What about in England, Barry? You were watching, well, you watched everything. What about Liverpool against Man City? What about the Man City goal? Your favourite, Phil yeah, Foden? I, do you know what? I was 50-50 and I watched it and I watched mm. it and I watched it. It should have been a goal. Tell everyone what happened. Yeah, seeing yeah. in, in full play, full speed, sorry, I should say, there's, there's minimum contact in terms of Haaland grabbing Fabinho, but if you watch, he has, he has got his hand on his jersey, but Fabinho at that stage is already falling to the ground um, so for me um, I was 50-50 yesterday but again last night I'd watched that another three or four times no it's, it's, it should have um, definitely stood the advantage of VAR although you wonder Mark, See if they're going to give these decisions there's going to be decisions every single of course yeah. and how far back kick. did they pull it well, the thing I would say I, I think it was a free kick I think they were right to pull it back had they not given it for the, the, the tug in Fabinho I don't think it was a free kick uh, when he slid in analysis, I think Alisson should be stronger with his hands here, but I think it was the right one to pull it back. That said, if you're going to give a foul for that jersey tug there, which I think was right, there would be penalties at every corner yep. kick. Yeah, and that's what I don't get. So had that tug taken place in a box at a dead ball, he wouldn't have given a penalty because yep. they, they don't. You look at David Moyes, what he's highlighting Southampton against West Ham. I mean, that's actually, David called it, what, a, a judo tackle. So you're seeing them all the time. So that's where the, the inconsistencies... Um, do come in but I think the referee thanks to VAR got that one right I know, I know Barry's gutted because it's Phil uh, Foden yeah. um, but I think it was good and I love Klopp and Guardiola were box office oh, yesterday yeah. so I mean they just added to the whole occasion like Klopp been getting it tight yeah. the last three or four weeks down in England um, but you see how passionate the guy is I mean I know listen even over the score we were getting sent off Red but cards. listen if any Liverpool fans are, are um Maybe yeah. wanting him out or saying he's maybe mm. his time's coming to an end. That just shows you the commitment he's got to Liverpool. But two of them are brilliant to watch at the sidelines. It was a brilliant game. Listen, yeah. Liverpool played a certain way to make it tough for Man City. I think if they open him up, Man City won the game. But listen, brilliant game plan from Liverpool. And um, overall, I know Man City dominated possession, but I thought I thought Liverpool deserved it in the end and a man who played here in Glasgow for a couple of years Virgil van Dijk he's also been criticised what did you make of his his game up against uh, Erling Haaland one of the best in the world yeah I mean he's criticised I know he said that some good games because he's probably not been the best man on, on the pitch but how can you criticise him he's still the best centre back in the world and he showed that again yesterday he came up against for me the best striker a guy who's an absolute mm. fire and um, he showed his, his qualities but for Virgin, Virgil van Dijk to get a bit of criticism I think sometimes is way overboard You sensed that he wanted to answer the critics yesterday? Yeah, I mean I noticed uh, after the, the game at Ibrox on Wednesday night Virgil van Dijk uh, you know, gave a number of uh, media interviews you know, to TV and just kind of getting his message across which was brave of him because he might have been setting himself up for a fall but he put down a marker of what he was wanting to do on Sunday what he felt he could do and uh, they responded to it but it's just one that's just one from, from Liverpool they've, they've got to do more they're not going to win the league but it's vital Paul financially that they, they get into that top four and it's going to be a challenge but Mo Salah's finish was absolutely sensational and credit to Ederson for the one before when he's tipped it by the post what I don't, think, Liverpool, I, I don't think Liverpool got a corner for it yeah, did no, what they um, that was inc incredible uh, goalkeeping but I have to say Watching a number of the games yesterday and match of the day last night, the goalkeeping performance of the weekend was Kepper for Chelsea at Aston oh. Villa yesterday. What, I mean, what the, about your save? For, yeah. the, for the header, Ings' yeah. header. That's one of the best saves I've ever seen. Mm. Absolutely mm. incredible. And what about manager watch uh, Stephen Gerrard? Has he bought more time at the weekend? Because people say yeah, it was Chelsea. They were, they, they were 
brilliant for yeah. probably I would say 60 minutes of the game the, the first half Chelsea are lucky to come in um, winning, winning the game that, that's the best I've seen Aston Villa because obviously you keep an eye on because of Stephen Gerrard yeah. and obviously previous been at Rangers but I thought Aston Villa were, were excellent um, up until about 60 minutes the only problem they've got now uh, just now <clears throat> sorry as they're no ruthless no. Mm-hmm. Enough. they're creating the chances but it's no it's no just um, it's not going in the back of the net for them but that performance um, have they had any thoughts like the owners watching that game I mean they were certainly playing for them they showed real good quality they just need to get probably no play well but get that 1-0 win where it hits off somebody's backside they get the three points and then I think they'll, they'll kick on because you look at your squad it's a good squad he's got Aston Villa yep. a lot of quality in that and it's the same story for Brendan Rodgers a draw for him just couldn't get the goal I, I think it's just uh, I think Brendan Rodgers the, the fans have really had enough of Brendan Rodgers I don't think it's quite as bad at Aston Villa Um and I think the one thing that Stephen Gerrard has now got in his favour and it'd have been a tough decision for him but he's now fighting to save his job was dropping Coutinho and the team looks better without Coutinho in it but for Brendan Rodgers I think him um, him and Stephen Gerrard are neck and neck who's first to go and I think Brendan might be first and I see there was a bit of a spat with the journalist Mark that had a bit of a go he asked, they asked about the 10 million buyout he said I yeah. wouldn't ask about your salary yeah, yeah that, I thought that was disgraceful mm-hmm. I, I tell you what he done the right thing I didn't he's see it no right. See he's got no right that um, journalist to, to ask um, private questions. Who cares what managers they are not brilliant if he's on, I don't know, five million, seven and a half million, yeah. ten million pounds. You're brilliant, but you shouldn't be asking these sort of questions. I mean, you can't compare normal people with what football managers get, especially in the English Premier League, Mark. Yeah, so a journalist asked Brendan, yeah, did say, is the problem? Buyer? Yeah, is it because of the ten million? And he said, well, that's not the case. And yeah, yeah, so it, it, it descended. Yeah, yeah but whatever anybody earns, Paul, is absolutely, absolutely nobody's business. Yeah. Nobody's business. How it changes so quickly in football, though, isn't it? You know, he was the messiah for them for a yeah. couple of seasons, uh, so close to the Champions League. But, but that's football. But the VAR look that was us uh, this weekend. But for Scotland now coming, do you think Barry will be talking as much about controversial decisions as we were before yep. VAR? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. No question. One hundred percent. So what's it going to do? What's the advantage well, of listen, it? Listen, we need it to come in, and I think the people who are absolutely desperate for it to come in as our referees listen they're going to get a bit of help we just need to see there's going to be teething problems there's going to be a few issues <laughs> um, and we're still going to be talking about it on a, a Monday oh, with, with some I, of the I, decisions I, I think we might need an extra on a Monday night yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> extra time Willie Collum said it's a dream come true I oh, thought oh, be careful what you wish for but as the thing that's going to be fascinating for me is right now our referees get a split second to make a decision and, and so do our assistant referees so I've, I genuinely have a lot of sympathy for them now Whoever is in VAR, whoever's sitting in the van at the HQ in East End of Glasgow, that's when we're going to find out just how good they are. Because you still see it down south when it's a matter of opinion, some of the things that come and go. So I'm going to be fascinated to see um, just how good they are. And, and, and I, have a feeling, I have a feeling we're still going to be scratching our head uh, a lot of weekends or a lot of decisions. And I, I hope I'm wrong. But one thing I know Barry's advocated for a long, long time and I hope that Scottish football does it and Kendall Glee said it in his column yesterday as well and I heard Martin Keown saying it in Match mm-hmm. of the Day last night get a former player in the van yes. for yep. the referee honestly Paul 100% not to be a decision maker but to offer an opinion stroke a bit of guidance and they can dismiss the player if they want but get at least one if not two former players in the van just to turn to for that extra wee bit of help because ultimately what you want to do 
is get to the right decision. You still make the referee have, have the final say in VAR, which is put to the referee actually on the pitch. But let's be let's do something different. Let's be out there. The SFA and the SPFL get a couple of former players in the van and help the referees even more. Barry, what do you make of that? Yeah, 100%. I've said it in previous occasions. Uh, I'm not saying that football players know everything, but they've been in the moment, they've been in these situations. Not to make the decision, Mark's spot on. Whoever's in the, the van, I mean, you're saying a van, I think it needs to be a bunker, they need to be. <laughs> I think it is <laughs> reinforced. Yeah. <laughs> but have a player or two players there with the referee, but the final decision does come down to the referee. If he's unsure, he can turn to his right, mm. he can turn to his left. Have an opinion of a, a former professional um, footballer who's been in these situations. I, th- I think it would help, um, certainly help the game up here. Because these uh, referees, and remember, most people don't want to do it, but they know all the laws. Yeah. But yep, 100%. They're missing the Aye, fact that, a, I mean, I've not played that, at the professional Paul, level. You're, you're spot on. They, knows, they know the laws of the game. The, the player won't know every single law. They will. So between the two, when you've got a bit of common sense, because we see it every week, whether it's down south, they've either up here without that. You see some decision, you're saying, come on, right, that's that's never a foul. That's yeah. what happens in the game. That's not a foul. And they, and they lack, some of them lack that common sense and some of them just go strictly by the letter and the law when you've got to allow a bit of leeway. I heard Graham Soonis saying it this morning to Jim White that he can tell the foul from 60 yards away. He said, when you've played the game, you can tell if there was an intent there. He said, but they'll play it back, and you, but it's different. You need a player. You'll not always get it right. I just think it makes sense, Paul. I, I think it would help the referees. So why doesn't that happen? Well, you tell me. Be, um, be bold. Be yeah. brave. Be trailblazers. Go and do it. Nothing to stop them. Nothing to stop them because you're not getting the final decision. All you're doing is bringing in somebody to give you a bit of guidance. If you Now, a couple of former players might sit there all afternoon, Paul, and, and not yep. get spoken to. That's yep. fine. But bring them in and just, just have them there. Why not? You've got Ian Maxwell, the SFA chief executive, saying, I'm paraphrasing, this could be chaotic in the next few months. Well, why don't you give yourself the best possible chance of it not being chaotic and get in a bit of help, particularly for the early days? Even just do it for the early days to help us. But I have a feeling, Paul, honestly, I hope I'm wrong, but I have a feeling this could be chaotic. Do you think it will be? Oh. Here's Peter on the line from Wishaw. Hi, Peter. Good evening. Hi, good evening, guys. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? You've got a point about VAR. Yes, yes. Uh, basically, with VAR, I had an interview with the operator's Hawkeye. I got down to the final 10. So they're actually based in Glasgow. It's an office in Glasgow. Yep. They're going to be based uh, with six different stations. And it's a, an operator with a, a referee and an assistant referee. But the thing is, I still think, as Mark says, it's down to the referee's perception of the event. Uh, with the operators, you've got about eight, seven or eight different angles, mm-hmm. and it's trying to get them quick turnaround to give them a de- decision on it. So I'd like to think more times than not they'll get the decision right. Mm-hmm. But we're human. Uh, we do make errors. So there's, there's still going to be talking points. There's still going to be errors with regards to the referee's decisions using the VAR. Andy Walker was on on Thursday and he was also into Clydesdale House to have a look at it. So the, the guy in the middle, there's one on each side and if he sees something in real time, he then says to the guy on his right, I think, uh, get that for me. There's a screen that's three seconds behind so they can almost okay. instantly look at it. They don't have to spill back the way you used yeah. to. And that must help, Peter, that they can look at it right away but they look at it in real time initially. 
you can also do uh, rewind like different speeds. So uh, sort of slower speeds, different angles. You can pull different sizes of uh, images. Uh, it's certainly a fantastic tool to have. I just fear that the level of referees that we have up here in Scotland, uh, there still will be errors. But I'd like to think that VAR would snub out most errors uh, that are made in real time, but you can fast forward it, freeze frame it, rewind it at different speeds so you can they can constantly have it on a loop as well at different speeds so they can get a better decision on that just what you said there do you think the referees are better in England than Scotland uh, I don't think so no good uh, because going to, my son's a season ticket holder at Ibrox I'm actually a performance analyst and looking at the referees in Rangers European games a lot of the decisions are still questionable. So, to be honest with you, I don't think uh, they're either better or worse than some of the referees out there. What do you think is going to happen at corner kicks? Mark made a great point earlier. You know, there's always the pull and the shoving, the, the jerseys being tugged. When does the referee decide then? So, if, if the opposition score, everyone's going to shout, you know, the home team or whatever it would be would say, what about that? He was, you know, pulling the jersey. Are they going to go back and look at every single incident? No. No, I don't, I don't believe they're to look at every single incident. I think it's like if there's a goal scored, if it's offside, uh, whether it's a penalty or whether it's a booking, I think that's the sort of main thing that they've been mainly looking at. But I don't think they're going to be picking up on everything you've been there until you would, the month of Sure, exactly. We're doing a three-hour show, apparently, once it comes in. Barry, um, it's here. You know, it's good we're going to have it because they've got it in the top mm -hmm. leagues. We have to have it. You're worried that football is going to never be the same again? Yeah, you've got to remember it's still a contact sport, Paul. Mm -hmm. that, that's my worry. Uh, but Peter's just said there that they're not going to look at every single incident that happens in the in the box, certainly from a, a corner kick, because there's, there's always yeah. grabbing, yeah. there's always a, a bit of contact. And you need to do it. You need to have that. As a, as a defender defending a, a corner a, a against you. Look, there's going to be teething problems, there's no doubt about it. I hope it's no, Martin used the word chaotic. I yeah. hope no. Mm -hmm. I hope no, but listen, we just need to wait and see. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll see at Easter Road for Hibs against St. Johnson. Um, we'll see how it goes then. And um, But yeah. I've seen it. Look, when it first came in down in England, there was, I mean... That was uh, some of the games I was watching. It was taking four, five. I think there was one game I watched. It was six minutes to make a decision. One of those toenail ones, wasn't yep, it? Aye. Yep. And I, I don't like that side of it. But listen, we just need to wait and see how it how it goes when we we bring it in here next Friday going forward. Peter, thank you very much for giving us that insight. Appreciate the call. Can also, yeah. Yeah. Can I also ask if Barry enjoyed the game on Saturday? Ah, the Braves. He was. He knows you were at the at the. Oh, the, yeah, I was uh, watching my my mate's son play. Yep. You yeah, it was it. freezing. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly was. Your line is fading. I don't know what's happening there, but thanks for the call. Yep. Uh, that's it, the VAR. G-A-R. The Go-Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with joejunk.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go. Radio Football Show Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi we're going to Derek in a second or two first of all Celtic kicked off the weekend a 6-1 win against Hibs here's the manager afterwards 
the result midweek was disappointing for us, but you know, from our perspective, there's still you know, plenty to be positive about in terms of our football. But I think the boys were determined to show that you know what um, we deserve to be where we are. We, we've got their playing a certain way, and we'll continue to do so. And credit to them, they turned it on today. And a hat trick for 31 year old James Forrest. He does join a, an elite club uh, to get 100 goals for your club. It's an outstanding achievement. And, uh, you know, credit to him through this time. He hasn't played obviously a lot, but, you know, he's constantly training, preparing himself uh, in the right possible manner, and he gets his rewards today. So Celtic five points clear until Sunday lunchtime, the big kickoff at 12 noon. This was GVB speaking after the 2-1 win for Rangers. Just to give the player credit for for uh, for the goal. You know, it doesn't uh, happen a lot, these kind of goals. Uh, but once you can see the goal like that, you have to uh, you have to be ready because they were push they were pushing for uh, for the equaliser, I think we uh, defended well after that, didn't give uh, any chances away. That's why I'm pleased that we, uh, in the end, got the three points. Derek's on the line. Good evening, Derek. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Paul. How are you doing? Good no bad yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. So what are you thinking after uh, Sunday? Uh, I thought Rangers were dreadful yesterday, Paul. Uh, but my point was, if they were BAR yesterday, did they, did they think King... And that boy from Marable would have been red-carded, both of them. So we spoke about it just a few minutes ago before you called, so Leon King? I, Derry, I, I didn't think Leon King's was a red card, if I'm being honest with you. I thought a yellow was sufficient for that one. What did you think, Derek? I thought it was a red card. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Yes. But, I, I didn't think Davis was going to get over there quick enough. It's I just the way McKinstry, Derek, if you watch it, the way McKinstry's hit the ball, he's going to away for goal. Mark had made a point when we were talking about it that if he's going towards goal, then I think maybe it's it's different then. Um, because he was going away, he took the ball away for the goal. He was going kind of towards the dugouts. Um, that's the reason why I think a, a yellow card was right. Derek, were you surprised that Rangers didn't sort of come out, come off the blocks yesterday and put Motherwell away early on? You know my stands have been drunk because Paul, I don't sure. think he can motivate a team. Um, I think it was about four minutes ago, the whole Moneyball dugout was out, shouting instructions. The camera went on to Gio, and he's sitting there absolutely motionless in the dugout. There's no emotion about the man. I don't think he can motivate a team. And I think I think yesterday when it went to 2-1, Rangers were panicking yesterday. There were no leadership quality, nobody holding the ball up. I think if the game had won another five minutes, I think Rangers could have been double yesterday. Barry? Well, in, in terms of what Derek says about the game, I can't disagree with it. The first 45 minutes was as poor as I've, I've seen, and I'm talking not just Rangers. I thought, Mother, I thought the game in general was poor, but I'm sitting at half time thinking, right, come on, they need to show a wee bit here after what the result the previous day with Celtic demolishing Hibs. And then there was a 15 minute period with Tillman scoring the goal. Yep, there was a bit of domination. They get the, the second one through Lundstrom. Um, and then Muller come back in here, 13 minutes to go and then I, I'm starting to think right do you know what th this is when you'll see you, th these are the games you need to dig in and I thought they defended well you, they showed a bit of character at least but in terms of the performance yeah it was definitely below standard and what the Rangers fans would expect but the most important thing for me was after what happened on Wednesday night in the last 25 minutes get the three points but who is at the Rangers bench look at the motherwell bench out there shouting to the players Gio's not that kind of manager no, that, and is there anyone next character. to him who is, is no, that, he's, no. he's clearly he's not that type of character I've said that sure. he was late as a player he was very cool calm and collected he wouldn't get involved in, in much 
Um, he was he done his talking on the pitch in terms of with the ball. He wasn't like a kind of talker or a motivator, and he's he's very like that as a as a manager. That's clear to see. Mark. But I get Rangers fans; they want somebody to side yeah. with the passion and steam sometimes coming out his ears. I, I get that, but Gio's not that type of character. Mark. Um, no, he's not. Never has been, and never will be. He's not, he's not going to change. And the thing that I like about that is he's not playing in a gallery. You know, he does what he believes in, and uh, he will not want his members of staff to behave in that manner either. So they've clearly got a way that they operate. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, that's the way that he operates, and he is a manager, a Rangers. That's the way he operated when they got to the Europa League final, when they won the Scottish Cup. He was still the same. I get it can be a wee bit frustrating because the Scottish way, the British way, as you know, you, you want to see a manager out there and shouting and like, smashing water bottles like off Like Guardiola and Klopp. Whatever. But they're yeah. not British. Yeah, so they, that, but that's the way the, the manager is. And the bottom line is, whether you're a shouter, whether you sit down and you don't show any emotion at all, as long as you win, doesn't matter. As long as you win. So because he's not been winning, because on the back of your 7-1 hiding and, and Wednesday night, on the back of 4-0 in Amsterdam, 4-0 at Celtic Park, the pressure's really on him. The pressure is really on Van Bronckhorst. We all know. He could be one bad result away from losing his job. That's the way it is um, at the moment. But it's up to the players as well, Paul. You know, really to show some leadership, to show some proper qualities of playing for Rangers. Ryan Kent, I wouldn't have him in the Rangers team now. He's a passenger. Rabbi Matondo looks like a complete waste of money. Tillman's got a bit of quality yet a lot of the Rangers fans haven't wanted him anywhere near a jersey look at the goal he scored yesterday it's a bit of quality from a 20 year old kid albeit Motherwell really should have dealt with that better that was appalling defending um, from Motherwell but you look through that Rangers team yeah the manager carries a can but the players should be ashamed of themselves as well for some of the performances in the, in the Rangers jersey this season yeah, Derek, I, I yeah. said that like, the manager takes responsibility and it falls on the manager's shoulders and, and you all know that but also it works both ways. Players have got to take a, a bit of responsibility as, as well, Paul. No doubt about that. Derek, what do you feel? The only way I would never give him Broncos and Levy was I don't think he signed some of these players. Uh, and I think that's why he maybe gets some Levy off some of the fans. But the, the purport, he just, it doesn't look to me if he can motivate some of these players. He's not getting enough out of them. Matondo, the speed he's got, Sakala, yeah. the speed, they're just, they're no end product. Matondo can get by one man and then his final ball, the sources, he can't even run direct and take a winger out and take a guy on. I, I just don't think there's enough, um, enough motivation in the team. And I think as much as I'm not Golson's biggest fan, I think it might be a bit of a miss. It'll definitely be a miss. Barry, what about that? People have been saying, who is buying the players? Yeah, I've been interested to know myself. I mean, I've been asked this question I don't know how many times. And uh, listen, if it's me at a club, the manager gets the final say for me. But I don't know the way Rangers are operating. Do you think it's Gio buying these players? Yeah, well, I, I would love to find out, Paul. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I don't know who's exactly giving, taking it off and saying, right, I want him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. In terms of the recruitment, yeah, they, it's always going to get questioned. No doubt. Look at the recruitment. Look at the recruitment this year. Sholak. Yeah. Tick. Yeah. Lawrence. Tick. With his performance, he's up to get injured. Ben Davies, I think he looks a player. He looks if he can handle the ball, good positional sense. Yep. But other ones after that. Tillman, he's been in and out of the team. I want to see more for Tillman. I think he can show more. I, I, I didn't think he was really in the game. Showed that one bit of quality, he gets a goal. Yep. But Matondo, 
No, I'm no. not. I'm not seen enough. Yilmaz. I'm not seen. Well, I've not seen Yilmaz. I've only seen him like 13, 14 minutes in the Premier League, and I've seen him in the the, the cup against Queen of the South. But and I think that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, Five and, million. And Rangers fans are, are desperate to know the answer. Who is actually making the final decision on the, the recruitment and who is bringing these players in? Derek. Uh, I, I think this system manager was from Ajax just system surely Rings if it was Van Bronckhorst and Vinyl players surely a few players from the Dutch just system but it would have been and, and, uh, bought by the manager I think it's surprising a few people that love yeah it's just gone there yeah but, but he's, he's right I'm surprised yeah. I've, I've not seen a, a, at least Dutch, a, two yeah. or three Dutch players mm-hmm. coming in because Gio knows that league inside out I mean he, he had a, a successful time at Feyenoord yeah. um, he knows the all the teams he knows all the players I was surprised that there's been no um, are any Dutch players brought in I know that the manager certainly has recommended in the last window a couple of Dutch players now for whatever reason they didn't come in but 100% the manager recommended a couple of Dutch the, players I, I tell you it's a, it's a cheap no cheap but it's a good market way. you know what you're getting for Dutch players but whether that was permanent loaned I don't know but certainly yeah that, the Dutch market can is handle one of the, the manager stars I've looked at yeah. they can handle the ball they're good players they're brought up in the right manner um, so yep that is one major surprise to me that there's been no Dutch players brought in by, by Gio and, and you even even if they're no Dutch look at Jack Amakis from the Dutch league yeah. the season mm. before 2 million yeah, quid know. you know uh, that Celtic got him for or 2.5 yeah. whatever it was but it's a question that's getting asked quite a lot now yeah. about the, the recruitment and, and that's the way it works because you want to listen not every player say you bring in what, what have Rangers brought in Eight players, nine players. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You're never always going to get the eight or nope. nine players you bring in are going to be 100 percent like spot on. There's always going to be one or two that are going to maybe struggle at the start, take a bit of time to, to gel in. But if you look at it, Sholak is only one that's really hit the ground running properly. Lawrence to a certain yeah, extent. I, I, think, Lawrence, I think Lawrence has been yep. a shame. Because he does look the part. He, oh, he does, does. And he's been unlucky with the injury. Yep. GVB said there are improvements. He changed things around a bit. Well, I think in every area, that's obviously, uh, you know, the performance we had today overall wasn't uh, as convincing as the, the previous games in the league. Uh, so, you know, we need to improve that. I think the, the build-up in the first half, uh, we couldn't come in into the next phase because we, um, I think we weren't, you know, good enough in our build-up, not quick enough, not not try to uh, to get a, a free man uh, on midfield. I think we were too slow in our passing and movement. Second half, we did much better, and uh, of course, with with Steven coming on as a, as extra six, it helped us to to control the game. But you know, in the end, with the two-one, uh, you know, we need to change gears as well. So yeah. See, see in terms of Tillman, I think Tillman could play in that number ten, but he needs to play with two anchors. There's got to be two anchor players in there. Two number sixes. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? Gikamakis, is he now your first start after the two goals at the weekend? Ange Postacoglu speaking about the rotations that he's got in his big squad. I watch these guys every day training. We prepare them to play. We, I know they're ready. There's, you know, from my perspective, I don't see it as a risk. I, I see it as us, you know, maintaining our levels and um, guys that came in today were brilliant. And six one against him. The result midweek was disappointing for us, but yeah, you know, from our perspective, there's still you know plenty to be positive about in terms of our football, but. I think the boys were determined to show that, you know what, um, we deserve to be where we are. We, we've got their play in a certain way and we'll continue to do so and credit to them they turned it on today. The other big headline tonight, Scotland have beaten West Indies, Barry, as you know, in the cricket. 
unbelievable. West Indies, one of the biggest in the world, and Scotland have got the victory. That's the first hour up. We're back with Barry and Mark in a few moments. 0808 1717 There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get experts servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians and specialist advice from our motability team Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland After the weekend wins for Celtic and then Rangers Celtic on 27 points after 10 games goal difference of plus 29 Rangers on 25 points are plus 17 Hibs then in third on 17 points minus 1 goal difference Aberdeen move up to fourth position after their win 2-0 against Hearts yesterday they are on 16 points along with St Mirren on 16 Livy on 15 Hearts on 14 Motherwell on 13 St Johnson on 10 Kilmarnock on 9 and then of course Ross County at the bottom of the table after 11 games on nine. Let's go on the lines. Lots of Rangers fans phoning in tonight. Uh, Celtic fans, what are you thinking? 6 1 at the weekend, and you're back. You've got Motherwell in the cup. And I see Leila Bada saying Celtic are determined to hold on to the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup. John is on the line, a Rangers fan, though, talking about Rangers at the weekend. Hi, John. Good evening. Evening, everybody. Good evening. How are you doing? It's just looking back, I thought maybe there would be some bounce back after the Liverpool game, but if that's the reaction they're getting, it's not looking good so far. I think the main problem lies in their lack of good recruitment in the midfield area. Um, it's no insult to Stephen Davies, but I don't know why he's still there. Same with Scott Arfield. If the whole entire midfield area needs completely revamped for me, you can't legislate for injuries in, in the defence. That's something that will happen in every team season. Eventually, that will come back ground. But it's, it's especially, well, if you're thinking about Billy Gilmore, he went round about for £9-10 million. Pound. Mm-hmm. How could we not get a hold of him? Barry, what would you say? The midfield? Well, in terms him? of Billy Gilmore for £9 million, pound, I think that's too expensive for Rangers. I don't think they can afford to go and and spend that that sort of money. I, I get where where John's coming from in, in terms of Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield because of their age, but I still think they're needed at Rangers at this moment in time. The sell-on could be huge for Billy Gilmore, though, couldn't it? Yeah, but I mean that was just the initial fee. I'm sure there's add-ons on top of that, and, and it's his salary well, as well. Yeah, it'll be, what, I'm, it'll be what fifty grand a week probably. More than you that, know, more. I, I would probably. Yeah. So that he's well out of okay. Rangers. Yeah bracket in terms of maybe a loan could have worked but listen Billy wanted to go permanent and, and play um, but it costs money to get good players in you know what I mean and, and in terms of Stephen Davis I still think he's, he's got a role to play at Rangers I still think Scott Arfield's got a role to play but I get where John's coming for you want to see a bit of young blood and that Ryan Jack's good real good player I really like Ryan Jack but he suffers from injuries from time to time um, so I, I get where he's coming from there's a bit of frustration in there um, but the they two players that you mentioned I think it's harsh on them because I still think they've got a lot to offer um, to Rangers Paul even at their age they're at Mark 
I mean, I don't think you'd ever dismiss anybody, Paul, because of their age. You just look at Alan McGregor, you look at Craig Gordon. If they're not doing it, then fine, it's because they're not doing it. You know, at some point, um, yeah, you know, you need to hang up your boots or you need to go to a lower level where there's less demands from a, from a, a club like Rangers. But right now, um, this is when you're going to probably need Steve Davis more than anything. Mm. You know, when your backs are to the wall, confidence is pretty low the manager needs all the help he can get in, from the dressing room um, as well and Steve Davis has been round the block time after time uh, after time so listen it would be lovely to see a team full of Billy Gilmers and Nathan Patterson's and Leon King's and all that I get it that's that's the dream but it's not a reality and two years ago you'd have said and Ryan Kent the club wanted to keep him I take it John yeah. what do you feel about Ryan Kent? I think the, he had a first good season and a second season was all right as well, but I just feel as if his head's been turned. He just seems to have lost a lot of what he first came in here with. If you think, especially the first season when uh, Steven Gerrard was there, nobody was anywhere near him. He was tearing up this league and he's just completely seems as if he's just no interested anymore. It's, I don't know what it is. Barry, what do you see when you see Ryan Kent these days? I see days? a player suffering a bit in terms of confidence, there's no, no doubt. But I, I've been looking at him over a number of weeks now, Paul, and he looks to me if he's a, a, a real deep boy. Um, and sometimes when you, you get players like that, you maybe need to go and put an arm around them and, and you know what I mean, try and, try and help him out. Because I, I still think there's there's a real good player in there but he's just suffering at this moment in time um, but it's, it's up to people running about the club obviously the manager the staff and the players to try and get him back to that form that John had mentioned because two or three years ago he, he was in absolute fire and you could see why teams were were desperate to pay um, the £15 million pound that was getting floated a, a, about but I, I, you don't become a bad player overnight Paul I still think there's a lot of ability in, inside a player that Ryan Kent I just think he, he needs a bit of help maybe that's maybe bringing him out the firing line yeah. for a, a game or two um, which maybe will help him the, the long run um, but look I, I feel for him at this moment because I don't like seeing players suffer yeah. and he is suffering um, in confidence just now Mark it looks that uh, way doesn't yeah, it but you'd imagine Gio would over. give him the arm round the yeah I mean I think, that, I think that's one of the, the, the actual strengths of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and his staff I think they're good at that I think they're, ident they're good at identifying players but I, I agree with Barry I would be tempted to take, to take him out on the other hand you would think like uh, with the greatest respect to Dundee like a game at Ibrox on Wednesday night would be the ideal game for him to go and get his confidence yeah, but, go and enjoy but it. How, how long have we been saying that Paul you know um I mean, Barry, he was in fire a couple of years ago. He was, when I remember Barry saying 15 months ago, one player that Rangers can't sell under any circumstance, mm -hmm. even if he got offered 25 million, is Ryan Kent. And I could get that at the time. But we can count in one hand how many top games he's had in the past year. And that's not good enough for a club um, like Rangers. So I would definitely not take him to Naples. I would just leave him out of that. I would just leave really? him out. Yeah, yeah I would Not call, even on the bench? No, I would no. just leave him. I'd just say, don't travel. Maybe it's... Maybe maybe he needs a, a right good rate I don't know but there's something not right and if Rangers are going to kick on this season then they need Ryan Kent but they, but they need the Ryan Kent of old and it's just whether they can find that again because see if he does need to do it between now and uh, the World Cup break mm -hmm. Paul you really need to get rid of him in January the just take what you can get four weeks away Mark yeah. so he needs I, to show if, something if, Paul to deserve that he's worthy to be at the club for the second half of the season John what do you make of that? I think 
when we got to the Europa League final, that was when we were going to get the biggest price of any of our players. The, play, the prices were going to be inflated because obviously we had got to a major European final. We've held on to one or two players in my mind too long and we've let them stagnate and now the price is away from them. We'll be lucky if Brian Kent get, we get the £7 million back for him at this point unless he completely turns it around for me. No chance of getting £7 million for Ryan yeah, Kent. See, no chance. See, eight weeks ago, I, I was confident that both Ryan Kent and Morelos in the studio we, we used to, and I, I'd say, I, I can't see both of them staying. Mm. Now, that's my, my gut feeling. Yeah. Who wants them? I, I still think teams will take them because, they're, they're, listen, they're, they're still very good players, yeah. Paul. Look, I, I've no doubt in my mind about it. Just Ryan Kent's just suffering a wee bit just mm. now, as I said, with, with confidence. All it takes is one spark in a game to, to get that back. Um, and that needs to come from himself, but also he needs help running about him. Um, and Morelos, it's clear that he's, he's number two striker just now. Yeah, he's so like number park, one. isn't he? Yeah. Is there a way back for Morelos, John? What do you feel? You spoke about the midfield. What about front? I think you've probably heard this one before, but <laughs> I don't know why Morelos and Kolak aren't playing together. I'm not mm. saying playing them up the front but maybe Morelos is a kind of centre forward keep, keep the ball up get, distribute it to Kolak Kolak's not that player he's no goal going to barge yeah. people five yards off from what Morelos does and honestly even just once just to see if it works if it doesn't they'll shut up and I'll never talk about it again <laughs> <laughs> and you know what listen I've been saying it this, yeah, which, absolutely. which John, John's just been saying there and a number of Rangers fans you know what there's a brilliant opportunity to do it that's Wednesday night against Dundee in the Cup. You're at home, go and try something different. I, I think two of them could play together because two of them, in my opinion, are totally different strikers. Will they do it, do you think, on Wednesday? No. Why not? I, I, Summer, I don't know, you need to yeah. ask you that. You know him, you've got his number, you're his teammate. <laughs> are you tempted, Barry? You love your club would you phone him and say Joe let's, let's go to Eusebius <laughs> let's get the coffee Eusebius. and let's because you're crab about it you, you'd be in his face and say come on Joe no, I think they need I, a I Scottish would, voice I would and like I would like to see both of them yeah. play together I think they could cause major damage both of them playing together Mark Oh, sorry, Barry's just passed by me note there saying if he takes Gio out, is it on expenses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James says yes, no problem. Yeah. Um, but listen, I think we'd all love to see yeah. it. I think we would. Because I'd love partnerships. You know, we round off a few uh, last week. Now, do you know, we're no privy to what goes on at Auckland Howie um, every day. Maybe he's tried it, maybe the chemistry's not right, maybe mm. what, but I, I think, in some, and I know that you pick teams to satisfy the Rangers fans but there's a clear curiosity out there from all Rangers supporters and the media and as Barry says Wednesday night they get start see if it's not working you change it at half time you can still go and win the game and get into the semi-final so go and give it a bash and just see what happens it, it might just light the place up it might just because yesterday's flat yeah it was three yep. points that's all that mattered but it's flat that's no yesterday doesn't suggest that that's a team that's going to turn it around and win the title no way um, so try up, something different you summed it up it, it was flat really especially the first 45 minutes was, was really flat I mean Mark's saying give it a half time but like go and give it see 20 minutes it's mm. not working change it about do you reckon they have tried it at Auchenhoe yeah I would like to think that it's, it's crossed his mind I'm sure it has crossed his mind um, and I think I think there's a way of playing that you could get both of them in the team and as I said Morelos hustle and bustle he likes to link up play Sholak 
doesn't like getting involved doesn't like coming towards it but I tell you what you fire that ball into the box he knows where the back of the net is he's a penalty box striker so that's why, why I think both of them could play together and both of them bring a real physical presence as well John who's in charge of recruitment do you think earlier on Tarek was asking uh, Derek was on as well who's buying the players I don't think Gio has a big say in it if, if he had we would have seen maybe a few Dutch players something like that maybe a few players for his previous team it seems as if it's all gone on up the top by Ross Wilson people like that I don't think Gio has a big big say in it and what difference would it make if you win the first trophy of the season, the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup? Will the European be forgotten? How have you been since the other night? We haven't mentioned it yet to you, but the Liverpool result? Um, for me, straight afterwards, I was ready for him to go. But maybe that was just straight away. But it's, I was looking for a, a response today. We still didn't get a response. So it's just some of the, the tactical decisions, especially you no know, putting people running about the post. I mean, I took my, my son to training, his first training a few weeks ago. That was the first thing they taught him. Mm. I the players are not doing that, so it must be maybe some sort of tactical thing or some stat report he's seen somewhere. I don't know. And yet, he played, we've said this a million times, World Cup final, he's won the Champions League. He knows he, He's got a way of playing, Paul. It's mm. clear and simple. He, he likes playing. He, he does flip to the three at the back at times, but his favourite formation is 4-3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Let's hear from the manager what he said after the 2-1 win yesterday. Well, three points. It was vital to us to, to win this game. I think the first half, you know, we started well, but, you know, had some two great chances to score um, the first goal. We didn't. Uh, after that, we, did, we weren't in the game, you know, as we, as we wanted. Uh, second half, we did much better. We started brightly and scored two goals, which will give you a cushion. I think 15 minutes for time, they, they equalise, like they, they, they make the 2-1. You know, a free kick from that side in top corner, it can, you know, it happens maybe only one times out of 30, 40 tries. Uh, it went in, but after that, we, we had to dig deep and make sure we, we battled for the win. And uh, and we did that. Really pleased with the, with the points today. Battled for the win. Yeah, the, yeah, see the last 12 minutes, that's when Mother will get that goal back for McKinstry. Whether he meant it or not, listen, it's been in. And then you think to yourself, right, do you know what, what, what? How they're going to react to that? And listen, I thought they defended well. They, 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 were, they defended the lead, and that's what you want to see. Because sometimes it's easy just to go and feel sorry for yourself. But at least they showed they had something about them, at least. But again, in terms of the performance, you want more. They need to bring more if they're going to pick up more points. Because as I said, they've got eight games before this World Cup break. Five in the league, two Champions League now. The Champions League is going to wait in Apple. It's going to be difficult. But Ajax, they need to take something for Ajax at home. They need to make sure on Wednesday night they beat Dundee and then they've got five league games where they've got to get 15 points. John, do you think you'll pick up points against Ajax? No. No chance. I think we're going... I think we're heading towards the, the worst ever goals conceded thing. I was looking at a, a one of these 30 people. I think it was 24 or something against a none scored. I think, I think we'll beat that. We've been absolutely horrible in Europe this year. No summer of light at all. And it was just about the same team they got to the Europa League final. I just I don't understand what's happened between then and now. We don't want Barry to leave nah, the studio listen, before seven. John, I was yeah. having a good Monday until you came on. <laughs> uh, John, at this point, Mark, what do we say? Any upside? Leon King, been doing well. 
Yeah, yeah, he's been doing well, but but Paul, be unfair to, yeah. to put all the pressure on a kid's sure. shoulders. You know, you, yeah. you can see him on Wednesday night. You can see, you know, the the, the tackle we've been talking about um, um, tonight. Sure. That moment yeah. of hesitancy. Does he go and attack the ball? Does he stand off? Um, but look, he's he's a great prospect, and and I know he's been linked to all these clubs. But you know, State Rangers get a hundred, hundred and fifty games under your belt, yep. then review your career. Don't be diving in it and leaving because it's far too soon for him to go. I think John's point though about the energy that's lacking. Maybe they kept players too long. Look at Celtic. It's always about Celtic and Rangers. It is ultimately. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, John, you're getting worried about Celtic the way they are in the league. If that's them back six against uh, Hibs, are you a bit concerned? I mean, I think recently they've took a wee bit dippier form. Yeah. I think, I hope Anyway, that we start to get our act together and we'll start. We seem to do better in the league than we have done in Europe. I think maybe we'll, we'll be able to turn it around. Uh, same with the old firm. I'm always going to say Rangers are one. Uh, Celtic fans are always saying Celtic are one. That's the way Glasgow is, the way it always will be for all time. That's your job. Yeah, yeah, look, I'm yeah. not worried too much about Celtic or about right. domestically because uh, I think it will go right down to the wire. I don't think Celtic will go and run away with it. I think it'll come down to, as we, we spoke about, there is going to be instances throughout the season where they're going to drop surprise points, like Celtic at, obviously, St Man, but I think it's going to come down to the, the old firm games. I don't think they're going to run away with it, Celtic. Mark? I, I think the moment, um, I, I think Celtic look right now um, as if they could win the title by six or seven points. Um, that's what I would feel right now. But the bottom line is there's there's nine points up for grabs. They've still to play each other three times and we know how quickly yeah. an all-firm game can turn. It can turn in anything so 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 quickly. Next game is uh, January the 2nd um, at Ibrox. And uh, for all the people that want Giovanni Van Bronckhurst replaced, as long as the title is still in Rangers' hands, as long as it's still arithmetically impossible for him to win the league, he should be allowed to keep his job. John, you've got Glasgow talking. Thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. Thanks for making the switch So many of you listening to us every night Monday to Friday from 5 We're on every night this week And then next week we'll be back with our special Euro Nights At the Radisson Red with Steen the Podcast Thousands of you tuning in. Some of it was a hard listen, I suppose, but you'd barry straight after the final whistle on Wednesday night. The night before, it was John Hartson and we'll be with Mark as well next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yep, it's a bit of uh, relief from Europe this week. It's the Premier Sports Cup coming up starting tomorrow night. But before that, let's look at the weekend and we will look to see the score predictor to find out how it went for you. That's what's coming now. The score predictor on the Go Radio Football Show with Clydebelt Home Improvements. Specialists in all aspects of UPVC windows and doors. Yep, you know the script. We've teamed up with our friends at Clydebelt Home Improvements and this every week is your chance to win on the Go Radio Football Show. All you do is predict the weekend results. Alan was on on Friday, a St Johnson fan, and he walked away with £100 just for coming on and you could win another 300 this weekend if you get the results all right. So that's my way, Mark, of saying he didn't get them all right. I think um, he did quite well. He said Celtic would win, he was right. He said Livy would win, he was right. Uh, Ross County against Dundee United. I'm trying to remember what he had on that one. St Mirren, he thought we'd win against Kilmarnock. And he went for Rangers. And he went for Aberdeen as well. So mm. he got 
Ross County Dundee United that was the one that got me wasn't far away from it what did you think overall at the weekend we've spoken about the big two what about where will we go St Mirren Kilmarnock is there much you can say about that one Mark nil nil your old club St Mirren yeah I think just for both clubs you know I think Derek would be happy with a point away from home and I think any point on the road is a good point Paul for St Mirren they've been on a good run they probably would have been the, the favourites to win that game but all things considered clean sheet for both sides they've not lost and it's it's another point Barry I saw Derek McInnes saying that at least it's a point for them and for St Mirren they're still at the right end of the table yeah he would have been the happier manager Derek McInnes no, no doubt about it um, I fancied um, St Mirren to win that one their, their form at home has been pretty strong um, so yeah that's a, a better point for Kilmarnock going to speak about Celtic in a moment or two Michael's been on talking about VAR a Celtic fan who's got a question about the neutrality of VAR if we did get ex-referees in but we'll save that for a few minutes uh, let's go where's next Livy against St Johnson Mark uh, that one I saw the highlights looked pretty turgid affair but a win for Livingston yeah it was a, a kind of double deflection um, for, the, for the winning goal and uh, you know I think as, as everybody says once Livingston get ahead um, you know it's pretty hard uh, to, to stop them um, St Johnson made a, a decent fist of it but ultimately just couldn't get an equaliser on the kind of big thing for the, in the 90 minutes Paul it was lovely to see David Watherspoon back in the pitch he was out with a cruciate uh, he's got a chance of going to the World Cup with Canada played a big part in helping Canada get to there so he's got three or four weeks now to go and try and get his place in the, the Canadian national squad so wish him all the best for that and that'd be great for the club because the clubs are getting £9,000 a day if your mm. player is on international duty I mean, it's big money yeah, in Scotland. Yeah. That would be huge. Yeah, it's big money. Uh, Paul's a few players um, from yeah, this country that yeah. could hopefully be going in uh, international uh, duty. You know, a couple of players, we are, well, more than a couple, with Australia as well, um, if they can get into the, the squad. So, yeah, uh, it, it's uh, it's good. I mean, we want to see as many players from the Scottish League going to, going to Qatar as we can. Was Barry, that his first game back? Yeah, he came on for nine, ten minutes, Barry. Yeah, he's been on the bench a couple of games. Uh, it's been an unused sub but Saturday was his he's, his first one since the League Cup semi-final against what Celtic 11 months yeah, ago he's yeah. an important player he was a he's a big player for, yeah. for Callum come back for your cruise and then you yep. you get your nine minutes on Astro yep. that's a <laughs> good easy for his, <laughs> for his knee but that's good to hear that he's come through yeah. that what about St Johnson are you beginning to worry again no, were, no, no, no problem well it's yeah. a, a bad result I mean it was, wasn't a great game but I, I still think St Johnston are not going to be in any trouble this year Alan did well to call that one uh, right what about Ross County against Dundee United Barry uh, it was Tony Watt got the equaliser what did you make of that 1-1 one, one? yeah I, I fancied Ross County um, for that but it's a good again Ross County I, I know they get absolute battered by middle um, last midweek 5-0 but it's always a hard place to go and mm. get something so I, I, I'm sure uh, Dun United will be happy coming back down the road with a point up there Ross Callaghan got the goal for County yeah he does well he, he pops up with, with, with goals has done all his career watch the highlights at Paul it's a right good game yeah. to be fair you know end to end you know good entertainment for Dundee United what seven points out of nine um, back three clean sheets uh, in a row uh, sorry two out of three you conceded one goal but uh, yeah Liam um, Liam Fox taking them in the in the right direction and you look at it now the way the tables turned really, really tight. Four clubs at the bottom and hardly anything between them. Did you watch it when, and listen in Gaelic? Was it an Alba <laughs> or Alaba as they go on about up there? At the... No, uh, no, no, it was a highlight of sports, you know. <laughs> right, so Ross County and Dundee United 1-1. Celtic 6, Hibs 1. We're looking at the Saturday ones then from the score predictor. Everyone got that right. But I don't think anyone, apart from Jimmy, uh, on 
the socials here who said uh, hat-trick for James Forrest. Barry, what do you make about Gikomakis then? Two goals, really solid performance from the top scorer. He's a goal scorer, Paul. Mm. And there's been quite a few people over the last couple of weeks. Kyogo no hitting the, the dizzy heights as he, he has previous for Giacomakis to, to get a chance. Uh, and you know, when he's in the team, there's always a chance he's, he's going to pop the, the ball in the back of the net. Again, he's one of the ones where no great in the, on the eye in terms of technical ability outside the box but listen when it comes inside the box he certainly comes alive and he knows where the back of the net is similar to what Sholak's like at Rangers Mark they made changes uh, he rotated the squad here as the manager I watch these guys every day training we prepare them to play we, I know they're ready There's, you know, from my perspective I don't see it as a risk I, I see it as us you know, maintaining our levels and um, guys that came in today were brilliant 6-1, he was understated, he said a positive result. The result midweek was disappointing for us, but yeah, from our perspective, there's still you know, plenty to be positive about in terms of our football, but I think the boys were determined to show that, you know what, um, we deserve to be where we are, we, we've got their play in a certain way and we'll continue to do so, and credit to them, they turned it on today. I think Aaron Moy had a good game, uh, yeah. Paul, we really, really looked the part, you know, coming in and uh, you know just help piece things together, keep it all ticking along the right direction, burn the bye again. He impressed me um, at McDermott Park a couple of Saturdays ago and I thought again there really looks apart you can see why Celtic have bought him why they've spent the money that they have um, on him a couple of thoughts that goals deflections David Marshall will know he should have kept one of, was it one of James Forrest's shots yeah. Um, yeah. out of the piece Celtic uh, Celtic well uh, worthy of it and um, it looks as though that they're, they're kind of back in their back in their stride but tough game for them midweek away to Motherwell that'll be, that'll be a tough game We'll talk about those games shortly. Barry Celtic back to that winning way. Not the winning way, the scoring the goals because they were a bit shot yeah. shy for a couple of weeks. Yeah, they were. They were listen, they're still creating the chances, Paul. They just weren't ruthless, but they were obviously ruthless against Tibbs. I, I did. I, I said it on Friday. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to be a close game. I just fancied Celtic to, to win uh, convincingly by three or four goals. Um, obviously, they get six there. And obviously, he's made a few changes, which... Um, Normally when he's made the changes, the last game was St Man where they struggled, but I know they're at home, but he made a number of changes and it didn't make a difference. They were far too strong for yeah. um, for Hibs. And Maeda getting a goal, that won't do him any harm because he's yeah, been... Again, he's, similarly, he's come in for a lot of criticism and, and sometimes you just need that goal and I, I'm sure that he needed it for his confidence. I'm sure we're getting that goal. He'll kick on again because one thing you've got to say with Maeda... Maybe he's not the, the best in terms of the best signing ability-wise, but one thing about him is he works his backside off. He does, and I think he costs 1.5, 1.75, good value for money. Um, Paul, he just, I think at the highest level, we, we, we could see it in the in the Leipzig game. Oh, he lacks composure. He just needs to just take a breath. You know, when he's in the opposition half, when, he, when he's looking up, he's surveying what's in front of him and then make his decision he's still when he's got it everything's 100 miles now. just at certain points you need to slow down and slow more composure and if he can bring that into his game then he's a top player what about the Hibs manager what's he thinking about it losing six uh, it's a tough one um, what about his clobber what about the gear <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was I was trying to invite the, the tackle yeah Reminds me of you on a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that's a sore one. Look, they've, they've picked up, as I said, they've had a few good results. They went, went about their business quietly in terms of they've been climbing up the league. Um, but I, I just think that was um, bridged too far, that, that one going to Celtic. Um, I just never fancied them at any stage to get anything out of the game. 
Mark the yeah, but, yeah, it was a it was a, a convincing win for Celtic. Um, Hibs didn't really show anything. He made four changes, I think, at, at half time. Scored a nice goal, uh, to be fair to them. But um, I think with Lee Johnson, that's his first time going to Celtic Park as a manager. And I think any new manager, they've aspirations of going and doing this and doing that. And then reality hits them pretty quickly. And that's what happened on Saturday. So Celtic winning 6-1. Five points clear until Sunday at 12 o'clock, the early kickoff. Do you like the early kickoffs, Barry? Do you like it at 12 o'clock? If you're either at the game or switching on yeah, Sky and watching, I, I yeah. don't mind it. Yep. I'll be honest with you, I, I don't mind it. And do you know what? It's going to help some clubs. Obviously, with the the electricity, the price that clubs are, are going to have to pay when they turn their floodlights on. So hopefully, but we'll see more of these early kickoffs happening because I, I think not just in the Premier League, but I think filters right mm. down the leagues. It's going to save a lot of clubs thousands of pounds. So everyone got it right on the panel. Stephen uh, was on the other night. Stephen McGinn was with us. Did well, didn't he? He was good. Uh, Mark wasn't here. It was a nearly the dream team, but good to work with Steve, <laughs> Stephen McGinn and his brother, Paul, playing against Rangers. And obviously we were speaking about John, his brother. Yeah, it was good to work with Stephen, did, wasn't fancied, it? Yeah. Um, I won each, one. He did? Uh, Family loyalty yeah, there. Yeah. Part, did he? Did he yeah, yeah. One, one? yeah, yeah. Yeah, a wee look at him. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's good. Listen, then, do you know what? Yeah. He, he's had a good career. He's played at a right good level. Um, and what was that? 33 now? Yep. Um, and he's Falkirk captain. Um, and they drew the weekend. Yep, he's undefeated yeah, since they, he joined they've us. Got a, they've got a decent yeah. opportunity uh, getting in the championship. A club like Falkirk should be in the championship with the stadium they've got. And um, John McGlynn, I think. He's got a good mixture of experience and, and young players, so I think they'll have a, a right good chance of, of going up this year. So what are you thinking then about Rangers? Everyone predicted Rangers would win, but I think you thought it would be a wider margin than 2-1. No, I, do you know what? I, I said 2-0, Paul, but I was unsure. I thought they would have won, uh, won the game. Mm -hmm. I was just interested to see in what manner. And I was worried, I'll, I'll be honest with you, at half-time, I'm thinking to myself, I know they had a couple of chances. Ryan Kent, where I think he's just got to... Let it go with his left foot, he's, he's cut inside, let the defender get back in. Tillman had one where he skied over the yeah. the bar into David Cooper's stand. Um, at least they showed a, a bit of a reaction, getting the two goals. And then the last 12 or 13 minutes, they hung on, but they defended and they showed a bit of spirit, at least. So it was a, listen, you take the three points all day long there. And Mark, Tillman's goal, bit special. I mean, nobody laid a glove on him, did they? No. That five... Level you defenders, know, but defensively, yeah. um, you know, I think Stevie Hamill would be absolutely raging with his players. Just take response, but take one for the team to a yellow cap. Yeah. But actually, nobody even tried a to tackle him legally or b just wipe him out and take a yellow. Yeah. Nobody. And I think Barry said off it at one point there was five mm -hmm. players round about him. One, you know, one or two a yard behind, one or two either side, and and, and one um, in front of him when he's like maybe twenty five to thirty yards mm -hmm. for goal. I said it was it was a lovely wee dink. Um, over Liam Kelly it, it, it was a really good finish um, but no from a Motherwell point of view that was poor but for Rangers Paul just about getting three points had Rangers dropped any points yesterday yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly and I don't like to say it because I don't agree with it mm -hmm. but I think genuinely uh, we might have been looking at, at Giovanni Van Bronckhurst uh, it might have been time up but Rangers won so they are just two points behind Celtic and then the three o'clock yesterday Aberdeen two Hearts nil um, I see Jim Goodwin said he got the players together after that 4-0 thumping mm. by Dundee United, the derby. And he said, I was critical of myself with the players and people spoke up about their role in it. And that was a big result for them, 2-0. Massive, it was massive, Paul, you know, because that was an absolute hiding, mm. uh, an embarrassment uh, for Aberdeen. 
at Tannadice the weekend before Jim was up in the stand of course he's appealed so he was allowed back in the technical area yesterday and it was a great response but what Aberdeen need to find um, under Jim is that level of consistency where okay you, you'll drop points and, and you'll, you'll lose a game here of course you will but you can't be dropping points in the manner that he did at Tannadice so that's something that, that he, he'll be addressing um, and uh, a good one for Ab- Aberdeen but for, for Hearts you know another another disappointment just shows you the when you've got the uh, the exertions of, of Europe uh, on a Thursday and in particular having to travel to Aberdeen on a Sunday and your hats have got a really good squad Paul you look yep. on paper they've got a squad. good bit of depth um, <laughs> to their squad but I'm sure Robbie will agree so far this season it's it's not been good enough Yeah they're missing too many big players for me hearts and again they get got another couple of injuries Yeah Halliday Yeah Halliday yep. uh, and Peter Harding I think come off with concussion and again there are another two players that um, will be big characters in the dressing room so they're scraping the barrel in terms of what he's got to, to put out in the field um, but I think Mark's right a lot of the players have not been used to the three games a week the travelling um, I think once that, that calms down it's going to be tough for them to, to continue in the tournament I can't see I, I see them beating the Latvian team um, but is it Istanbul? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're a bit of quality, I think, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they beat them four. Was it three or four nil at Tynecastle? They've got them away in the last game. I, I can't see them getting anything for that. I think once the break comes, the World Cup break, Robbie gets his his main players back. Um, I think they'll have a stronger last half of the season because he's got too much quality, but he's got too much quality missing through injury at this moment in time. I, I'd still go for me finish. I, I think, think they will. Start start. That, that was my next question yeah, because I think they will. Duke played well for Aberdeen, didn't he? Made one, scored one, Debarro Lopez and then Bizawin scoring the second for Aberdeen. So no chance the Dons would be third? No, I, I think it'll be closer. I think they'll give them a they'll give them a good go at it, but I still think what once like your Halkett, I know Boyce is out for the rest of the season, but once you get guys like Halkett and he gets all the other players back fit and they have a bit of a rest, I still think Hearts have got the stronger team out of them in Aberdeen. The score predictor on the Go Radio Football Show with Clyde Belt Home Improvements. Specialists in all aspects of your PVC windows and doors. You can go to this is go. .co.uk and you could on be on this Friday evening with Barry, myself and Stephen. This is go.co.uk The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! It's Monday evening, we've kicked off loads of calls coming in tonight. A lot of Rangers fans speaking, a bit worried that they they didn't switch on the burners yesterday, Barry, did they? But they got the points for Celtic. A lot of Celtic fans have been on the socials, impressed. Who are they going to start with on Wednesday night? We'll come to that in a minute or two because we've got um, some great games coming up in the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup. How big, Barry, is it to get the first trophy of the season? Massive. Massive. Huge for Celtic last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, because it gives you that confidence to kick on and it gives you that feeling of going and lifting a trophy and seeing the fans going absolute crazy. Um, so, look, it's, it's so important that, um, from a Rangers point of view, Dundee coming to Ibrox, that they, they 100% make sure that they get through into the, the semi-final and give themselves a chance to get into the final. I do think they will make a few changes. It'll be interesting to see, but we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Will they go with the two of them up top? I can't see it, but I think Morelos will start the game and I'm sure there'll be a, a few changes um, in the wide areas and across the middle of the pitch. Defensively, they're, uh, they're clutching in terms of numbers. Sure. Um, so I think that back um, 
maybe Sands might come in and play. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you, I would love to see Yilmaz yeah. come in and, I mean, with the caller on saying, um, I've not seen him. I've had a lot of Rangers fans saying, what's going on with him? I've spent this £5 million. So maybe this is a perfect opportunity to play him. But also, it's so important that Rangers... And the flip side of that, make sure they win the game because you need to send out a strong team and send a, a message to say, right, we are finishing this batch of games very strongly before the World Cup um, begins. Mark, two huge players missing, one for Rangers, Conor Goldson, and for Celtic, we've known for a few weeks, Callum McGregor. Yeah. I was speaking to Pierce at the weekend who'd been at the Celtic game and he said, Cameron Carter-Vickers, the difference he's made, he has become an anchor there at the back yeah. for Celtic. Yeah, he's... He's different class, Paul. He has um, yeah, a good turn of pace. And I think he reads the game really well. That's what impresses me most, the way he covers the ground and anticipates uh, what's going to happen. Uh, I think he's a proper, proper uh, defender and one that I think um, when the time comes for Celtic to cash in on him and when he looks to, with the great suspect of Scottish football, move on to something else, he'll go for a lot, a lot of money. He will go for a lot of money. He's proper. And the thing is, he didn't, although he was on the Tottenham books, Barry, he was in and out of loan periods. Mm. This is the first time he's had a run with a team where he's really appreciated and he's also playing so well. Yeah, he's grew into the role. He's an intelligent defender. He knows when to get tight. He knows when to drop off. And as Mark says, I think it was against Leipzig. He showed a turn the pace that... Yeah. Uh, was it in Kunku? Yeah, over, over in the oh, right hand. Yeah, yep. yep, aye. And I'm thinking to myself, he's no slouch in Kunku. That's sure. one of his strengths. He's, he's speed and... He kept up with him and out, outran him, but he certainly um, grew into be probably Celtic's best defender. Um, there's no doubt about it. You've seen it when he was missing for a couple of games. Um, they, they struggled for me at the back. Um, so, yeah, he's became a, a big-time player for Celtic. And in time, does that £7 million look like money well spent? Do you think eventually he'll move on back to England? Yeah, well, it's all it's timing in football. Sure. Celtic have been decent at that in terms of their recruitment. I've always sold when when um, it's been top dollar, maybe a couple of years left to a player's contract, seven million pound. You look at the price of defenders that are going going for down in England. It's, it's scary money if he keeps these kind of um, performances up. I'm sure there'll be clubs down south in the Premier League keeping an eye on him. Loads of messages coming in on the socials at Go Football Show. Here's Michael saying, <laughs> "How can you possibly involve former players in VAR?" Neutrality is crucial, as English football shows, with the declaration of support and non-involvement with said clubs for refs. Players could not be neutral, in Michael's opinion, and who's going to pay for it all? Mark, what do you think about that? I mean, I get where Michael's coming from, but common sense would tell you, when we've been talking about it earlier on, if, if, if Scottish football did decide to be trailblazers and go for it, you're not going to have Barry sitting in the van with John Beaton doing a Rangers game <laughs> well you know let, let, hopefully let's, let's be honest we're not, to, <laughs> we're not going to have John Hartson sitting beside Stephen McLean doing a Celtic game yeah. so that's what but Michael I think has deliberately chosen to, to ignore the common sense the obvious common sense <laughs> um, and it all it probably will only happen but it's a suggestion when we're talking about when the top man in Scottish football Ian Maxwell saying there's going to be teething problems and that's putting it mm. politely and what he's saying is trying to help Ked Iglesias saying that Martin Keown saying there's a number of players saying why don't we look at it what's what's the harm in it so yes of course you're not going to have ex-Celtic players doing Celtic games or doing Rangers games for that matters but um, you know 
there's ex-football players it doesn't all stop with Celtic and Rangers there's players across the board that are intelligent that know the game that would be insightful and would be helpful uh, to referees the finance absolutely great point uh, uh, by Michael you know Barry's 20 grand a shift so it's not going to be easy uh, <laughs> to get to get him involved but um, as I say it's something to look at Paul why not why not do what we can to help look at they were just seeing on Sky because look at the decisions at the weekend we see Hanlon there um, so Barry people will say even what about that suggestion then so players from other clubs if it's the yeah, if it's the big a, two playing each other hundreds yeah. of thousands of ex-footballers out there probably on a Saturday afternoon or whenever the game's going to be looking for something to do and I'm sure they would more than um, be happy to go and help a referee inside um, a van watching watching a game and it doesn't need to be Celtic or Rangers it could be Hearts, Hibs, Murrow mm. Hamilton, Ackies, Aberdeen doesn't matter I just think it would help I'm not saying the ex-player who's in that van makes that decision as me and Mark spoke about the referee in the van makes the final decision but if he's unsure he could turn to his right or left and if you get an opinion on this quickly and I'm sure the the, the, the ex-players out there would be more than happy to, to help out but he makes a good point I mean January 2nd I'm not going to be doing this <laughs> sure. to Rangers and Celtic but, but would you oh, there'll be it's... two penalties to Rangers no. a couple of red cards just a warm up <laughs> Is that, you, is that you and John Beaton? Is that other referees are out there? No, but Barry, listen, I know you now. You would Come be... Come sending off in the warm-up. Right, OK. Mark, he would give an honest opinion, would he not? Is it not a, yes. bit, of, a bit of a... I love the banter, right? Aye. But it's a sad indictment on a society that we have if people couldn't... If they've got a job to do, surely you do it properly and yeah. you assess it and you say, that's a penalty well, for Celtic. I mean, the words that you don't hear... That yeah. often, well, listen, penalty we, for Celtic. We know with what we Barry in, in this station now for a long time that, that, that he's fair, yeah. and he loves his team. Of course, of course he does. Yeah. He wants to see them. That's fine. But but he's 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 very honest in his opinions on both sides uh, of the city. But yeah, so if he did the former player players doing it, they're, they're not going to embarrass themselves, Paul. They, referees equally would know when they were at it, mm -hmm. and they, oh no, you're just you, you're at it. You're just for that. You've got an agenda. Uh, so they wouldn't embarrass themselves. If they did, they wouldn't be asked back. Yep. So there's a chance to create a good number. See if you really feel that strongly about it, Paul. Then get get involved with it with the FA and EPL down the road, and have English players up here and have Scottish players go down the road. If you want to it's do it that point. way, then mm -hmm. do it that way. It's a great point. You can still ask. Do you prefer Celtic <laughs> or Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does boil down to that, doesn't it? Ah, let's go. Uh -huh. It's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But surely, I'm actually speaking up for people to say, "Come on, nowadays." 2022. Surely people can say, "Right, I've got a job to do, and I will do it fairly." And squarely looking at both of you. Yeah, you would, you would. I know you would. I love yeah. the fact we can joke about it, but actually, you would. Yeah, but we're having a laugh sure. and a joke. But listen, for instance, it's like the one that you brought up with Gar here, with Burnaby. Yeah. Oh, it's a foul. It's no, it's nothing. Sure. You should have been allowed yeah. to play on, and maybe Celtic would have got that seventh goal. So you've got to be honest in your opinion. See if you're not, people pick up on that sure. anyway. Yeah, but you're exploited. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Somebody was saying, I'm trying to think on the socials a few days ago, they said, will it affect Celtic quite a bit? Looking at both of you, because Celtic play just that, that high press and just there's, you know, a few times it's been, oh, was Kyogo, was he on or offside goals have been given? The way they play, do you think under VAR, quite often it'll be stop mark and they'll look back and say, look at this one more time? Yeah, they, they, they might do, Paul. We'll just need to um, wait and see. As long as you get to the, to the right decision, I, I just hope, and I think we spoke about it earlier, and you think back to when when it came in in England, maybe what four years ago was it? Mm -hmm. Four seasons ago, 
Um, it was really frustrating to watch the game. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, and I hope it doesn't become like that for Scottish but ultimately it is about getting to the right decision but if it's going to take five or six minutes every time yeah. that's that, that, you know, that's really going to be very very frustrating Tomorrow night so and this is it we won't have any more uh, SPFL games in the Premiership without VAR so we look forward to that it'll be interesting next Monday when we speak about it uh, tomorrow night we won't have VAR will we? No in the Premier Sports Cup? No don't think no. so Kilmarnock against Dundee United Mark what are you thinking is going to happen there? Aye. Is this a chance to get the shackles off both of them and yeah. go for it? Yeah it is um, Kilmarnock to win 1-0 You think Kelly are going to win? Mm. Barry what do you reckon? Yeah I think Kilmarnock mm. will go through it'll be a close one um, I'll go 2-1 Kilmarnock Okay, and then Wednesday, Motherwell against Celtic. Barry, the 6.45 kickoff. Mm -hmm. Actually, Mark brought up a good point, or James did earlier. What happens if that goes to extra time? Because the Rangers game is on... Is it 6.45 kickoff? It's 5.45, isn't it? I thought it was 6. Is it 6? It says 6 here. It says 6, right, okay. So, anyway, who do you think is going to win Motherwell Celtic? Is it 5.45? We'll just confirm that in a second. I'm just going Anyway. Prediction. 6.15 Yeah 6.15 Well done Who's going to win Motherwell Celtic Celtic convincingly The holders Will be holding on To that trophy Yep yep. Motherwell have got um, A few injuries mm -hmm. As, as yep. well and, and and see Let's be fair here Let's Give the The groundsman at Motherwell A pat on oh, the back What about that surface Beautiful It looked like An absolute bowling green And, and yep. Another thing That's been levelled out There's been a Fair play a million yeah. quid, yeah. of a million pounds. Spent a lot of money um, on the the stadium and in, in the surface. Uh, fair play to Motherwell Football Club. But I, I see nah, Celtic will be um, too strong for for um, Motherwell. I'll go three one Celtic. Three one for the holders. Mark, what do you think? Two 0 Celtic. Two 0 Celtic. And are they going to start with Jukamakis? Yes. Yeah, they will. You reckon, Barry? You can never tell with them. I mean, Kyogo yeah, yeah, didn't start the weekend, did he? So, yeah. A fresh pair of legs. Um, are we going to get into this debate? Should we play no. two up top? Well, yeah, we could do. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Aberdeen against uh, Partick Thistle. So, Jags top of the table. Yeah, they're doing yeah. well. Another good win away from home at Hamilton. They, 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 they a good home victory the week before. Ian McCall knows his stuff. But um, I think Aberdeen will win 3-1. 3-1 to Aberdeen. What do you think, Barry? I think Partick will give Aberdeen a game. Um, but... I think Aberdeen should be too strong at home. Okay, Aberdeen to go through. It's a while since they've won it, isn't it? Derek McInnes looks back. He won the League Cup mm -hmm. when he was manager. And for... Yep. 13, 14. So, and also for yeah. Partick, that was in 1971 before all our time when mm, they won yeah. against Celtic. Kenny Dalglish and co. when the Jags won it. Rangers against Dundee. Mark, what do you reckon? Uh, a convincing win for Rangers by three goals. Three, three goals. Nil. Yeah, Rangers should be taking three or four off Dundee. And if he's listening, you'll go for the two of them up front, Cholak yeah, and Morales. I'd like to see something different, but whether that happens or not, we'll just need to wait and see. I think Gio will, will stick to his 4-3-3. That's his preferred formation. And, and you know what? That's that's his, his way of playing. But listen, I'm sure if you ask quite a few Rangers fans, they would like to see something different. But whatever formation he plays, Paul, Rangers should be far too strong for Dundee. Sandy's been on asking who is going to win the Ballon d'Or tonight. Who do you think is going to be the winner of the looks biggest like individual looks trophy. Looks like Benzema appears to be yeah. a favourite. He scored yeah. at the weekend, first yeah. time in a while. Or Manny. Yeah. yeah. Mm, Manny. He was Sorry. out. Right, so yeah. you going for Manny, we'll find no, out. I'm, yeah. I'm just giving you an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think Benzema will win it. It'll be Benzema. But, All right. 
Manny. Manny. Um, and then yeah. don't forget the wee man in the middle of the pitch. You know what I'm going to say. Modric. Oh, got to be in there with a shout. Genius. Man of the weekend in Scotland, it has to be James Forrest. The manager paid yeah. tribute to him as he joined the Celtic 100 club with his hat-trick. He does join a, an elite club uh, to get 100 goals for your club. It's an outstanding achievement. And, uh, you know, credit to him through this time. He hasn't played, obviously, a lot. But, you know, he's constantly training, preparing himself uh, in the right possible manner. And he gets his rewards today. Joins the likes of Larson and many other great strikers. Lovely. And great to see Frank McGavey there on Saturday as well, Paul. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and wish yeah. Frank all the best. Lovely and he touch. And he was in and spoke to the players beforehand and said, yeah, get, I, get I a goal in 20 minutes. He was out yep. in the middle of the pitch. He was, yeah, yeah, beforehand. Yeah. So good luck to Frank and all the family. That's it. We've run out of time. We'll be back again tomorrow night at five. Barry, we'll see you on Wednesday. Mark, you'll be with us later in the week. Um, coming up next after the news, it's going to be Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service So come and view the stunning new Toyota range All with up to 10 years warranty Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross Compact SUV See our great choice of approved used Toyotas Our formidable range of commercial vehicles Including the Hilux Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians And specialist advice from our Motability team Macklin Motors Toyota is open now At Whistlebury Road, Hamilton 